United States Institute of Peace, along with Sirius XM's POTUS Channel 124, now present their weekly podcast. Of course, uh, we have heard a great deal lately, and there's a great deal of worry about the confrontation with North Korea over its nuclear program, and the rhetoric has heated up in recent weeks and uh, creating a great deal of concern. And to discuss that, we're joined by Frank Ahm. He's a senior expert on North Korea with the United States Institute of Peace. You can find him on the uh, USIP Twitter site at USIP. And uh, Mr. Ahm, thank you for talking with us today. Thanks for having me on. Uh, how how much trouble are we in right now? How much danger is there of a war with North Korea? Well, I think certainly with um, the latest North Korean ballistic missile test, which was um, the most advanced version that we've seen to date, uh, it had an effective range of about 8,000 miles, um, which can effectively reach all of the continental United States. Uh, so that's certainly an escalation. And I think until we get back to diplomacy, uh, we're going to be in this constant state of crisis. So we need to engage diplomatically um, and figure out a way to get out of this crisis. You know, it just it just seems that nothing works uh, with these people. It, it seems that uh, uh, diplomacy just tends to go in circles and the agreements are made and then broken. Uh, on the other hand, uh, threatening and, and bellicose talk doesn't seem to lead anywhere either. Is Is there a way to break that cycle? And that's a good point. There's no easy solutions here, and that's why we've been in this uh, state of crisis um, sort of going up and down for the last 25 years or so. Uh, I will say that there has been success when we've engaged diplomatically. I think some people tend to downplay that, but in the 90s, we had the agreement, um, a deal called the Agreed Framework in 1994, and that did effectively uh, stop North Korea's plutonium processing for eight years, and it also completely uh, stopped uh, their development of larger nuclear facilities. So ultimately, that deal fell by the wayside when we found out that North Korea was developing a covert uranium enrichment facility. But at the same, t- same time, we did uh, use diplomacy to stop North Korea's uh, production of fissile material for eight years. So there is a track record of success. We just need to be persistent and get back to that. Is there any way we're going to get them to give up their pursuit of nuclear weapons or the, the nuclear weapons that apparently they have already? Uh, that's a tough sell. I think even most most uh, Korea watchers would say that North Korea will never give up their nuclear weapons. Uh, the U.S. intelligence community also assesses that no amount of pressure will get North Korea to give up its nuclear weapons. So I think um, we, we may want to try to get away from that singular focus of, uh, of denuclearization, at least in the short term, and start trying to think about practical, achievable steps, intermediate steps, uh, for example, um, trying to achieve a freeze on their nuclear missile tests um, so that we can create the political space and reduce tensions so that um, we have uh, the opportunity to tackle some of the tougher issues down the road. Uh, how do we get them to go for that? I mean, they, there seems to be a, a distinct lack of trust on both sides. How do we get them to agree uh, to a, a temporary freeze or anything like that? That's a good point. I think um, the first step is first, uh, getting back to talks. Um, it's been sort of back and forth where, you know, in, at some point, uh, North Korea is trying to uh, engage the United States in diplomacy and, and, and talks, uh, and we weren't willing. And then that sort of shifted recently where um, the Trump administration, to its credit, has reached out to North Korea to uh, engage in talks, and North Korea hasn't been a willing partner. 
in the last several months. So at some point, I, I think uh, the two sides should align and be willing to uh, get back to talks. Um, when North Korea conducted its most recent test, their um, news agency made a statement saying that uh, we've now achieved the final step in uh, the development of our nuclear force. So that may suggest that with the completion of their nuclear program, that they're, they may pivot or shift towards um, uh, another priority, for example, uh, developing their economy or looking for uh, an opening for diplomatic engagement. So I think we need to continue to press for diplomatic engagement and perhaps even consider sending a, a special envoy, a, a, a high-level figure, to uh, go to North Korea and talk with the regime. We're talking with Frank Ahm, who is a senior expert on North Korea at the U.S. Institute of Peace. Now, when you say press uh, for talks or press for an agreement, uh, what kind of pressure uh, works and what doesn't? Or do sanctions work? That, that's difficult to say because um, in, in other instances, for, for example, in the Iran case, they did work and we did uh, achieve an agreement with Iran. Uh, North Korea is a little bit of a unique case because um, they, they're not accountable to their people. And so it's difficult to find the right leverage to pressure the regime. Um, in the North Korean case, I would say 80 to 90 percent of the trade to North Korea goes through China. So uh, in this case, China has significant leverage. Uh, but to pressure China, we need to convince them that our interests are similar to theirs. So China uh, has three priorities when it comes to North Korea. They want no war, they want no instability, and they want no nuclear weapons. And these are ranked orders. So they prioritize no war and no instability over no nuclear weapons. Um, but they're concerned that if we apply too much pressure on North Korea, that North, the government may collapse, and this would lead to uh, all sorts of issues, including refugees flowing across the border, uh, and as uh, maybe a collapse of the regime. So it will be difficult to uh, make China uh, tighten the screws on North Korea. I think there's evidence in the last several months showing that uh, China is, in fact, doing so. Uh, but will they do enough of that to change North Korea's behavior? That remains to be seen. Mm -hmm. Now, a wild card in all this is President Trump. Uh, he's, he's been putting pressure on China uh, to do so with just what you were talking about. Uh, on the other hand, uh, Secretary of State Tillerson was uh, trying to work some, apparently trying to work some back channels to get some diplomacy going. And uh, the president tweeted, you're wasting your time. Don't bother. Uh, don't bother trying to negotiate with Little Rocket Man. Uh, mm -hmm. How, uh, what, what has to happen for, uh, for some real talks to take place? I think we need uh, to send a consistent message to North Korea. And so, I, again, I give a lot of credit to the current administration for uh, intensifying the pressure on North Korea. Uh, again, uh, as I mentioned before, it seems to be having an effect, uh, certainly with China. We've shown that uh, it's, it's shown that uh, they have uh, stopped the Air China flights to Pyongyang. Um, they are enforcing the UN Security Council resolutions uh, better than they have in the past. So that's to the administration's credit. I think what's been the problem is that there's been sort of a muddling of the message. So, for example, President Trump will say that he is interested in talking to Kim Jong Un. Um, he's been complimentary in some aspects, but also uh, uh, critical. And um, he said that he would be willing to talk to Kim Jong-un. On the other hand, he also says that uh, talks are a waste of time. 
And so he seems to undercut uh, Secretary Tillerson as well. So I think we need a more consistent message that shows that we are interested in engaging uh, and welcome the opportunity for diplomacy. Well, it's encouraging to hear that, that this actually can be done. So I, I'm, it's good to hear from you this morning. Thank you for your, your, your insights on this. Thank you. Frank Ahm is a senior expert on North Korea at the United States Institute of Peace. And uh, their, their Twitter site, their Twitter feed is at USIP. This podcast has been brought to you by the United States Institute of Peace and Sirius XM's POTUS, Channel 124.